Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, these are the words of God. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Peretz and Zerah by Tamar. Peretz begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah. Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begot Joram. Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah, Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Ammon, and Ammon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jeconiah, and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begot Abiyud, Abiyud begot Eliakim, Eliakim begot Azor, Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, Achim begot Eliud, Eliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Matan, and Matan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. So far, the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. So this book is continuing or concluding something that began in the book of Genesis. Uh, the introduction to the book, the book of the genealogy of, is found very uh, explicitly. This is the exact Greek translation of the Hebrew introduction to Genesis chapter 5. Uh, the book uh, there, uh, the book of the generations or what was generated by, or what came of, uh, Adam. So Genesis 5.1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. And it starts with day six of the creation, and the day that God created man, and so forth. And it follows the genealogy from Adam to Noah. Uh, indeed, this language, the genealogy of, or what was generated by, um, in the Greek here, genesis, translating the Hebrew toledot. Toledot is found ten times in the book of Genesis, uh, marking off new phases uh, in, the, in the narrative, uh, in the history of the book of Genesis. Uh, but very specifically, then, Jesus is the son of Adam. He is the one that we are looking for when we go from Adam to Seth and so on, until we get to Noah. Uh, Seth got his name because he was appointed in the place of Abel. Uh, remember 
Eve thought that her first child, Cain, uh, might be the one who had crushed the serpent's head. And ever since then, uh, whenever there was a son from the line of promise, there was a hope that this would be the one who would crush the serpent's head. And so from Seth on down to Noah, and you remember Noah uh, being born at a time when uh, man was um, suffering for his evil uh, and uh, being named Noah in hope that he would be the one in whom the Lord would give humanity rest. But we can see that not by Noah, not by Abraham, not by David did humanity get rest. Uh, you notice throughout uh, there are uh, those who uh, particularly remind us of uh, how sinful humanity is. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, their accounts in the book of Genesis were not accounts of, uh, of sinless men or men uh, that God was, uh, God was accepting because of their goodness. He made them good by his grace. The son of David. Well, David had Solomon by she who was the wife of Uriah, says verse 6. The son of Abraham. Well, Joshua uh, tells the people when they have come into the promised land that one of the reasons why they are doomed by their sin to sin against God is because Terah and uh, Terah, who's Abraham's daddy, and, or, uh, and Abraham, um, that they were idolaters, and God saved them out of idolatry. You see Tamar here, who is a Canaanite woman, uh, and the sin that she committed by prostituting herself, but in such uh, an account that was full of such sin that Judah rightly said of her in that whole account, she is more righteous than I. Rahab, who was saved out of prostitution. And so we're looking for, we've been ever since, uh, ever since the promise of the seed who would crush the serpent's head, Genesis 3.15, uh, and uh, most intensely in Genesis chapter 5, we've been looking for the seed of the woman who would crush the serpent's head. And so when he starts the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, or the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, he's uh, giving us a, a hint, a clue, uh, that we're picking up the search. Uh, and this Jesus Christ is the son of David. He traces uh, from Abraham down um, to the Lord Jesus. He's the son of David, and this is important because God had promised David in Second Samuel 7, verses 12 through 16, uh, that from David would come a king who reigned forever. And the son of David then, uh, throughout the Psalms and the prophets, uh, we learn that he reigns forever over a kingdom that is from all the nations, not just from the one nation. Every one of us, if we are going to be saved, it has to be only by the Son of David. Matthew then becomes the gospel, especially of the kingdom, uh, the gospel of the king. And he takes us 
through many portraits of the King, the Lord Jesus. And here uh, we have the beginning of the person of the King, who he is, where um, where he came from. Uh, and so he is the the son of um, the son of David, uh, the son of authority, uh, the one who uh, who will say at the end, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, and I will be with you even unto the end of the age." Uh, and we hear that, and we say, "This is the forever King. He has all the authority, and he has the authority." forever. The Lord Jesus is also the son of Abraham. David, of course, is descended from Abraham. Uh, so the line gets traced uh, back to Abraham. Uh, and uh, this is important because uh, all of humanity continued to act in the likeness of the sin of um, their first father, Adam, uh, even after uh, Genesis 5 ends with Noah, and you remember God killed everyone on earth for their sin, uh, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, and yet, even Noah and his family, what do we see? We see Noah get drunk. We see Canaan. Uh, uh, we see Ham, his son, uh, perverted. And Canaan, uh, his grandson, uh, brought... Uh, under the power of his own sin in a dreadful way because of Ham's sin. We see uh, humanity uniting, which is not necessarily a good thing because they're united in their sin at Babel, even as we have been thinking and hearing about in uh, Isaiah recently. Uh, And God, in order to spare humanity, breaks up their unity, scatters them, confuses their language so that they won't raise themselves up against God altogether. It is the merciful hand of God restraining the sin of man by keeping him from being united against God. And yet one of the great reasons why he broke up the um, the family of Adam into 70 families was because he would come then in chapter 12, saving Abraham, and say, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so we're looking for the son of Abraham, in whom all of the families of the earth will be blessed. Uh, he is the one then who's not just the son of David who rules over all, but he is the son of Abraham who brings blessing for all. Jesus is the only one who's ever lived a life that earned, deserved blessing. Every other man on earth, from Adam on down, has lived a life that deserved curse. That means every single one of us. But the son of Abraham was one who not only deserved blessing, but to whom anyone from any family of the earth might be united by faith and deserve uh, and receive according to what the Lord Jesus deserves. And so Jesus is the son of Adam. He is the son of David. He is the son of uh, the son of Abraham. And he is also, uh, therefore, the Christ, the anointed one, the promised prophet, priest, and king. 
but he is the Christ who is God. Notice in verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity of Bab- in Babylon until Christ are 14 generations. There's just one problem. The problem is that in order to get the 14s out of the preceding list, you have to count some of those men twice. And even more than that, if you... Um, uh, if you... Uh, were to go to the Old Testament genealogies and the successions of kings, you would find that there are a couple men missing uh, from this list. And what we see here then is that these are not um, mathematical uh, 14s. They are prophetical 14s. The Lord has given us a prophetic genealogy. It's not just a historical record. It is that Truly, and every word here uh, is true. Uh, the grandson or the great-grandson uh, is properly named the son, or else how would he be called the son of David, or how would he be called the son of Abraham, or how would we rightly call him uh, the son of Adam? Uh, so it's not the, uh, we're not saying that there's any uh, error or falsehood here. We're saying we need to understand what he's telling us in verse 17 that he has given us an arrangement to be read as three fourteens, because three fourteens are six sevens. And we know that uh, often in Scripture there are, uh, there are numbers um, by which he gives us uh, a theological truth. Uh, seven, of course, being a number of divine completion. Uh, and so you have these six sevens of generations all by themselves. But Jesus is something completely different, completely new, entirely glorious. He is by himself the seventh seven. He is by himself a divine perfection that has come at the end of a line of human sin. He is, as we'll hear as we go through, the book of Matthew, not just the Christ, not just an anointed prophet, priest, and king, but he is the Son of God. He is the God-man. So that God himself has come as a son of Adam. God himself has come as the son of David. God himself has come as the son of Abraham. God himself has come as the seventh, seven, the, perf- the perfect perfection in our behalf. The king is God. So we have a wonderful introduction here to the Lord Jesus Christ. We must, therefore, uh, love to be ruled by him as king. Uh, We must find our uh, blessedness only in him, since we deserve only curse, and we must rejoice over him as the one who has crushed the serpent's head. The promised one has come. We must listen to him as our prophet. We must come to God only through him as our priest. He is the Christ, the God-man. Therefore, ultimately, we must worship him as our God. Amen. Let's pray.
Father, we pray that you would uh, help us as we uh, think about and remember these words and the opening of Matthew, that we would have a right view of your Son, our Lord Jesus, that we would respond to him in ways that are appropriate to all the different things that you have made him to be unto us. We praise you for the keeping of all of your promises in him. And we ask that as your spirit convinces us of the truth about him, we would respond rightly to him in our hearts and our lives. Please help us as we prepare to hear this portion of your word preached in the Lord's day. Please help me, O Lord, as I continue to prepare the preaching. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.